0: Welcome to the Race to Rugby World Cup pod with Ron and Adam from the side of the road somewhere on the planet.
1: Sure. Yeah, we are on episode three, Race to Rugby World Cup pod and our first one in Namibia and our first one in another country. Yeah, it's quite exciting. Very exciting. We must say we did attempt one uh, crossing the border, but we had a bit of issues with sprinklers and actual chickens and that running around. <laughs> so we, unfortunately, Otto, we, we won't not use your interview, but uh, um, we, we're going to have to work some magic there with yeah. uh, audio bits. Yeah. Um, but uh, we
0: are lucky enough to be here today with Louis Buerta, uh, who we, we were connected with via f- a Facebook page um and a mutual friend of yours who reached out to us and suggested we make contact so very exciting for us uh lou works for element engineering consulting um, and they've got a massive operation here um, in the harab region of namibia Um, they're basically rebuilding a big 90 kilometer stretch of the b1 national highway um, and their camp that they've got here is off the charts, in the middle of the desert, not much around, they've built this fantastic infrastructure, um, and obviously we'll talk all about that later, um, we know you have a great interest in rugby, South African and Namibian, um, so we look forward to chatting to you about that, but you're going to have to put up with us talking rubbish about our trip for the last 10 days. No problem. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot for your hospitality, for, and this, this just this air conditioning is amazing, yeah. thank you.
1: <laughs> talk about the definition of an oasis, this is pretty much it, Like yeah. uh, we're in the middle of nowhere and there's yeah, a great place to just... Put our feet up for a bit yeah,
2: sometimes we can't believe <laughs> <Yeah>. it
1: <laughs> so when last run we were leaving riba castile uh from the detoy family and yeah we remember we we actually said it as we hit we hit some dirt roads about 20ks out of riba castile and we like the adventure started yeah um, so that was quite cool
0: um, and you really jinxed that because about 10 minutes after saying that, we had our first of, first puncture issue, our first mechanical. Um, and that pr- kind of derailed that second day quite badly. But it's all part of the adventure. Yeah, uh,
1: it, <laughs> It's kind of funny because, you know, in preparing for this, you, you were saying like James, uh, yourself and James in the last trip only had like your first puncture after day 15. Yeah. And, you know, this was day two. Day two. Day yeah. two. And, you know, with the bikes we have at the moment, fixing a puncture is just an absolute nightmare. Um, and embarrassingly so, we were a little bit unprepared, and we we were waiting on a, a delivery of 28-inch tubes, because you don't get too many of those in South Africa, and we just thought, you know, by the time we have our first puncture, we would have those tubes yeah. on hand, but, you know, that's the whole point of adventure, and, mm. and we, 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 by hook or by crook, we got to Portaville, our end destination. Well, 10K and, short, technically, yeah. Yeah, or, or that, you know, that was, a, if anyone was following us, uh, you know, in detail, they'll be sure to know that we ended our trip 10 kilometers out of Porterville. We hitched a lift into Porterville, yeah. spent the night there at this crazy back, or not backpack, as a yeah. guest house or whatever. And we actually hitched a lift after fixing our um, tube, hitched a lift back and restarted from where we ended.
0: So yeah, that's how only retentive we are by making sure we cover every inch of this trip. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, I cannot believe that was, Nine days ago, now it's yep. mad. Hey? It I is. mean, it's just like <laughs> we've had. I mean, what an adventure already! And we're we, we're a couple of days after Vint took, um and eleven days, and that was just um yeah. I mean, it's just we, we're obviously going to go through all now. But I'm just suddenly sitting here going, I cannot believe that's nine days ago. with Everything that's happened in between.
1: No, it was. Uh, it was actually quite stressful because. The, the puncture we had wasn't just a quick fix, it was a pinch, and yeah. we just had kept changing and changing and changing. I'm like, as if this is day two, yeah. we are in for a ride, yeah. but um, it was okay, you know. And we, thanks to Porterville Banda and Gareth, what an absolute <laughs> legend, we yeah. got it sorted. And since then, I haven't actually changed my tube, it's still the same one that's got this massive patch on that got some real TLC, um, and yeah, it's it's. Uh, you know and touch i think wood, it's gonna get us to Ventoux.
0: yeah and it's our first big lesson there's always a way it took us five or six hours in that morning in portable and asking a few people to help us and and we made it so yeah so here we are
1: and talk about a few hours to fix it that meant um we actually had to leave quite late in the day on our way to our next destination which was going to be clan william yeah um but uh we discovered a pass called pikani's cliff <laughs> At 40-degree temperatures. I think it discovered us. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that really just made us realize the theme of this trip, besides we'll get into the word birds, but besides birds is heat.
0: Yeah. Heat management. I mean, that was at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, the, the peak of the heat in the Northern Cape. I see Louis nodding his head, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, I mean, it, it as our second day of the trip. We were like, not, you know, it obviously had all the pressure of day one. It was fantastic day, where we spoke about all our mates and everything. Um, day two, the, it was a little bit stressful, just like, you know, dealing with a puncture and knowing that we we're falling behind this like quite tight schedule we we're on. Um, but yeah, you know, plowing up there, I mean, I took a break behind you. I just bailed at one stage, just had to sit on a tree for a few minutes, got back on my bike, and next thing I catch up with you sitting under a tree, and you go, Ryan, Simon's just come past. And I go, what are you talking
1: about? <laughs> <laughs> so Simon Simon uh, is a good friend of mine. I met him at the company I was working at before, Fallon Co. And his godlike presence came <laughs> cruising down that pass and just did a sharp turn into the stress spot. And he's like, Adam, what are you doing here? And I'm like, dude, you know I'm cycling with Ron um, to the Rugby World Cup. <laughs> and uh, he pulled in and he's like, what the hell? And I was like, well, dude, we need your help. We are overheated our water is hot boiling hot can you get us a coke can you get us some cold water something to eat and he didn't hesitate he went up he went and got some refreshments and came back and by the time you'd rejoined me i was like ron um someone's been praying for us because uh you know we got re-energized people had been praying for us (laughs) yeah literally that morning (laughs) someone prayed for us so yeah it was really cool yeah Um,
0: yeah then obviously dropped down into a citrus doll um yeah obviously a few what's that 50 60 k's before clan william yeah um but that was a great place to yeah just to regroup and catch our breath and realize that the world hadn't ended (laughs) we had survived and we looked re-looked at our mapping and re-looked at our planning and realized you know we can still get to uh the border on friday which was uh, at that stage four or five days away
1: and that that created our our strategy which we've been using up to now is the 4am wake up And um, we got up at 4 a.m. We were re-energized. We had a swim the day before. Full moon. Full moon. And we headed towards Van Rainsdorp, which the connections from the Du had friends waiting for us, the Marais, yeah. that were going to host us for the evening. So it was a big haul, yeah. but we were very determined to go and have that family meal.
0: Yeah, we knew there was a pool waiting. <laughs> we knew there was air conditioning waiting. Um, and as it turned out, what, the, what an incredible family. I mean uh yeah anton um who was you know peter's son from our previous podcast uh, he it was his old his old rugby connection um never met us to had no idea who we were um had i had no idea they just had a 10 day old had baby 10 days before um we bump into him in the street in front of rainstorm he's out shopping for the evening meal. we go back to his home uh, his wife's there. His ten-day-old baby. His mother in laws there. They've gone and prepared this spectacular meal. He's filled up his uh, inflatable swimming pool for us. I um, mean, it's just hospitality that it's just it's impossible to describe how much it was appreciated.
1: Yeah, and we, that just really kicked. Like the energy that you gain from a homemade meal is yeah. undescribable. Yeah. Outside of the science of it, obviously, <laughs> just like that dopamine hit that you yeah. get, it's just like amazing, and you know even we even told him like we've got this new strategy we need to get up at 4am beat the heat they got up with a 10 day old baby in the house like it was embarrassing yeah exactly but he he got up he opened the garage for us he filled up bottles with ice Mm. and off we went and yeah from there we headed towards springbok which personally was my hardest day i don't know if yet i think but anyways that was a tough one
0: yeah, the Springbok, it was and yeah, you know, I think it was obviously the heat, but also just the 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 profile of the day and then heading into Springbok itself. My goodness, we you know, we ended up booking a guest house at the top of the the highest hill in Springbok. So by the time we have this sort of six or seven kilometer climb into Springbok itself, we suddenly realized there's another like K, but almost to the point of granny gear. Yeah. Neither of us pushed, but I think both of us were
1: probably we should, giving yeah, it some we're, serious. We were things. close to pushing. Like if that if that wasn't the guest house at the top. We'd get off our bike and like, okay, that's us. And throw
0: our toys, then walk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, we were welcomed there. Very friendly people. um, And again, just got to re-energize. Went down to the local steakhouse. Had a meal. And, uh, you know, even though it feels so hard just before arriving at a destination, a few minutes after you get there, and you just have a shower or or you relax a bit. You're like, oh, it's not too bad.
0: And you realize, oh, this is so different I mean, I think we've spoken about it before, just when we think about how different this is actually going to be to when we're on the race to Royal World Cup proper and we're at a more normal pace. Yeah. Um, but we look back now and we we'll realize just how many these miles and then the hence the significance, the special significance of having a shower, of having a place to rest, of having an extra special meal, it just means that much more yeah. um, when we're doing 120, 130 k's every day.
1: Then from Springbok, we were ready to reach a big milestone in crossing the Namibian border. Yeah. So again, it was a big push, but uh, if you look at the profile from Springbok to the border, it's all downhill into the Orange River Valley, and well, I'll argue it wasn't all downhill. It was
0: most of it was
1: downhill. At least but- the last like twenty k's were yeah. pretty downhill, and you know, like descent. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like- two things stand out for me is just the, the the beauty.
0: I mean, it's just like it's incredible this wild wild beauty, and and as you. Head down to orange River or valley but also hot pockets of air oh, so yeah. you're cruising downhill and you've got the sort of the speed of the air going past you but all of a sudden you hit these pockets and it's just amazing yeah, it's like someone things. taking a hair
1: dry and just shoving yeah, it in your the, face yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, um but yeah we were so pumped because like for me personally it was my first ever border crossing on a bicycle mm. um ron's done like 500 of them um but yeah it was really cool and at, you know, we, before we got in, we just like straight to, there's a little shop just short of the border. We, we went straight in there, grabbed a, a Coke and we downed that thing because we, we were expecting <laughs> long queues and waits and delays at the border. Yeah. Um, the South African side was smooth sailing. They actually were rushing us. Like, you guys need to get out of the sun. Like, yeah. they stamped our passports. They wished us like we, we cruised across the, the Orange River. Now we were officially in the Namibian side. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we got to immigration and, you know, we had to do Few um, COVID tests, which we've expected. We're going to expect this whole trip. Mm. Um, that's just the world we live in. And yeah, it. Uh, it- it was just a two hour wait in mm. like this nice air conditioned. But to be fair, the fact that they let us stay inside the immigration <laughs> office there in the aircon, left our bikes inside. I think um, that was a tactic from you, Ron. You were trying to force them to speed up that.
0: No, test. no, no. It was very tactic. I want to be in there. I wanted to be in line of, in in, in top of mind.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because through the test, they kind of gave yeah. us, they were like, it's going to take between four and 10 hours or something. We are like, no, we're going to sit here and wait for it. And <laughs> oh. yeah, so. We are, it was only two hours. They were super friendly people. Yeah, no. It was like, no, but, yeah, first PCR test or COVID check, and you know the realities of the world. But eventually, we were good to go, and you know got our um, passports stamped and yeah. on onwards to. So for me, yeah, I, mean, I never get tired of it. I took a video as
0: we're going past the welcome to BSA, and I said, you know, just I was on my own, like I don't know, fifty meters ahead of you or something saying this never, ever gets old. But what was it like for you? I mean, what was the, like, obviously you have this expectation of, you know, you've traveled the world and by airplane and done all these cool stuff. But what's it, like, what was the expectation versus with the reality for you? across the
1: I think when you cross a border on a bicycle, you have that extra 20 minutes to look around. You know, if you're doing it on an airplane, you're landing in some busy airport that you can't wait to escape. If you're in a car, you're basically cruising, you want to get your hotel ASAP. Mm, But on a bike, you're like, okay, well, you know, even it took like five minutes just to cross the Orange River on that yeah. bridge. You know, so it's like, oh, you're soaking it in. Like, I've just left SA. I'm about to go to Namibia. So it was a really cool feeling. You really understand how connected the world is. and That's the key thing. I yeah, think is just you
0: leave Cape Town. You literally cycle from your home. You cycle 100Ks. You wake up, cycle 100Ks. And then seven days later, you're crossing into another country. And you go, if I carry on doing this forever, <laughs> I can literally go around the world. Yeah, yeah That's exactly. That's crazy.
1: So we, we made it to Orange River before a stop at Wimpy. We needed to, to yeah. yes, just eat some Big junk pun to Wimpy food, there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, we, t- we decided to have a rest day. We did our laundry. Um, you know, we got assistance from everyone around the, the lodge. They helped serve us drinks and food. They were amazing. Um, and the reason for this was just to give ourselves a bit of a break. But we were going to create a new strategy, which was rest for the Saturday And maybe do a long stint leaving that afternoon um not technically a rest day just a rest 12 hours basically yeah yeah, a rest 12 hours but during the heat of the day and yeah we we were so committed we like ron this is the greatest strategy you know i I was like this is awesome it's going to work and yeah about 6 p.m we were ready packed we had water we were carrying like 10 24 and a half liters of water Mm -hmm. We we're going to go out into the night and make it to the next town. We yeah, there was, was nothing, to,
0: nothing to the next town. Yeah. So we had to be completely self-sufficient.
1: Yeah. And yeah, the adventure kicked us in the butt again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 20 kilometer. We knew there was this
0: 20, 20, 20 to 25 kilometer climb out of the Nuat which is the town on, on, the, on the Namibian side. Um, this climb obviously out of the Orange River Valley. Fortunately, not as steep as the descent in, but it is grinding. Um, but as we left and we hadn't even got on to the start of the climb going past the wimpy again this, this wind that looks like it's out of a Mad Max movie or something. Armageddon yeah. Armageddon sort of comes through a massive massive headwind all this dust from the desert and it really is proper desert down yeah, there yeah. Um, and people are going oh there's a storm coming a storm coming I Go, well that'll be nice it'll keep us it'll cool. cool us down um and as we yeah i mean there was this headwind was just ridiculous and then you start as we're climbing up the hill we kind of put up with it and in the distance there's sort of some ominous um lightning came yeah um and it must have taken us two and a half hours three hours almost to get to the top of the hill yeah um and then we just looked around this lightning and go we well, here we are on two bicycles
1: um <laughs> antennas on the back with our flags yeah with our flags on the back this probably isn't the and and they were they were the lightning was striking right next to us it wasn't like a distance thing like no, we're like this is actual danger but the problem is when you're in the desert we were the highest points in the (laughs) desert (laughs) so we um found a little like you know where the water runs underneath the highway we went down there we actually just we were just going to wait it out for a bit and then it just got a bit more hectic and i think you know we made the decision set up the tent we're gonna just have to lay down and, you know, take some time out and let this thing pass. Four hours later. But we kept setting our alarm for half an hour. So yeah.
0: ten o'clock. Okay, let's set it for ten forty-five. Let's set it for twelve. And we just kept on putting delay. Well, yeah. every time we woke up,
1: I mean, sometimes you couldn't see it just because it was yeah. I mean, it l- lit up the tent. That yeah. lightning was so strong. Strong and loud. The thunder it, was yeah. really loud. Yeah. And about three thirty I looked I looked out of the tent and I'm like Ron I think it's we we found a gap. Yeah. Now we're back to our original strategy of the 4 a.m. anyways, but you know it is what it is and uh, we were actually very keen and motivated to get mm-hmm. on the bike and go and uh, yeah we we jumped on and we headed to Grenoble. Grun, <laughs> but it was also crazy just seeing I mean we didn't realize the significance of that storm because I mean in
0: Namibia and it's everything's dry and I don't know the rain season and things but it became pretty apparent that it was a major storm. Yeah. You know, when people, everyone everyone, everyone talking about it, right. but also with standing water everywhere, had even soaked in. But um, it definitely took, it wasn't a cool day, but it certainly took the edge off the heat. So yeah, uh, it uh, had really helped
1: us get to Grinno in, in good time. And I was shattered. That yeah. was
0: the day, I think, that was the <laughs> testing for me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And back to connecting with humans, my mate Craig's girlfriend messaged someone she knew in Namibia who messaged someone she knew in Namibia who contacted me? Who offered her daughter's um, hotel up for the day because we said we were going to just chill for the day and, and redo our strategy. Going, to, yeah, yeah. And just, um, a, yeah. An con, a swim, and, a, and we got to a new Country Hotel and we were welcomed by Esmeralda and two Coca Cola's, some water, a chicken wrap, a swimming pool. And we re-energized again. It was yeah, it was fantastic. What's the couple's name again? Suzanne, um, Suzanne and Steph and Stefan. Stefan yeah, yeah, yeah uh, awesome, awesome people. They've got a nice spot there, and yeah, we we <laughs> were getting too comfortable. And actually, they ended up offering us one of their chalets because we said we weren't going to spend the night, which you know we actually didn't. But yeah. we went and had a nice nap up until about midnight. So um, can I just interrupt? That's after watching the Blitz book. When, when <laughs> yeah the, <laughs> that great, great way to spend yeah. a sunday to, yeah in the, a
0: bit of live, a bit of normality watching yeah. a rugby on TV in a nice yeah.
1: old school bar there's a book flag and a global flag hanging there yeah, we avoided the draft but it was yeah uh, we, was
0: cool. we drank coke after coke after coke
1: um and yeah that that was before we left there we had reached 917 kilometers so far and we were ready to tackle our next day and we wanted to leave at about 1am so we woke up at midnight we went back to the the hotel where we were all of our stuff was to fetch our water which we kept in the freezer and some guys that were on a fishing trip (laughs) they were still there saping um, drinking yeah, they were just having a good time. They were actually laughed. They're like, "Are oh, you guys are about to cycle?" It's one a.m. And yeah. we're like, "Yes, we are. We need to beat the heat." We um, <laughs> <'Cause> are <'cause> people <laughs> on different relay lengths, right? <laughs> different strategies yeah, for that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because we were we were gonna tackle our longest day yet, which is 160 yeah. kilometers. Um, so we thought, you know, let's get up early and try yeah. this out. This is where I had a bit of a wobble. I started falling asleep on my bike, legitimately. And, this was and like the,
0: two, three in the morning. That to, hour, yeah. Yeah.
1: After leaving, and <laughs> I was. I actually played a game in my head, and I guess this is what being tired is about. I was like, if I close my eyes for 20 meters, that's like sleeping for a bit, and then I wake up and then do it again. And then eventually I was like, Ron, we need to pull over. I whipped out my hammock um, at one of those like uh, rest stops. And yeah, we had about a 45 minute sleep. Yeah. And then we woke up to the most incredible sunrise. One thing cycling due north for two weeks, you do yeah,
0: obviously you're, you're uh, have the privilege of having a sunrise coming up every morning on your right hand side, um, and particularly here in the desert region, they've just been yeah. absolutely spectacular. Well, th-
1: th- that section was actually quite green. Yeah, it, it almost felt like we were in like a mountainous, foresty area. Yeah. The birds were Jeez, birds, chirping yeah. amazing. Uh, there was like a, th- a storm up ahead that was just silhouetted with the, yeah. the sunrise. Yeah, it was that motivated me. That yeah. was you know let's let's you know get to our next destination, which was Kitmansorp. Um, and on the way, we had to stop every so often because people have got wind of what we're doing <laughs> and Ron and I have been chatting to different radio stations as we go. So pull off to the side of the road, cook some noodles, chat to the local radio station and carry on. And yeah, eventually got to Ketmanthorp.
0: Yeah, so Kitmanshop obviously, um, oh, the second biggest city, is that right? Mm, but, uh,
2: we wouldn't say so. Okay. Uh, yeah, in the south it's the biggest. But, yeah. Um, I think it's might be in the top five. Okay, yeah, so a, okay. a
0: significant city. Um, yeah, I think we, we thought it was the second. We're going, this is a bit small for the second biggest city, but <laughs> um, nonetheless, obviously a major stopover. Um, and and uh, I, lost, I lost my train of thought. We're but it was arriving in yeah, Kit Mansour. Yeah, but abs- again, absolute. I was just a mess and a wreck. And, <laughs> uh, but again, the moment, once you put your bike down, had a chance to yeah. have a shower. Uh, we went to the local spa. We actually
1: had a bit of comedy riding in there. Oh,
0: we, this is going to kill me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we bumped into a local Namibian police officer and he pulls us over and uh, he starts telling us that what we're doing is wrong. We can't be riding with our backs to the traffic. We have to ride on the, in the lane with incoming traffic because then we can see what's coming and we can swerve out the way. And we were, this is 160 kilometers into our day. we just We've honest, been up since one o'clock. Yeah. All, and then... You know, like we couldn't argue. We were just like, you know, we were just like, yeah, so just bear in mind, anyone listening, do not do that. It's not legal. I, he needs to reread his book. Um, yeah, and, and then he starts looking for reasons to just make our day horrible. Like,
0: Basically, for, I keep reminding myself for, the, for one person like that we meet we meet a thousand good people so he was either frankly corrupt or dumb <laughs> but yeah. we did ignore him it wasn't a time to argue yeah we, we just, just accepted away. we faced the traffic almost got uh, knocked off our bikes four times um probably he was i think he was hiding watching us to make sure we were doing that but anyway we got <laughs> we got home we got to the,
1: the guest house which was a good a nice another good rest yeah. we Had an afternoon nap in a na- we actually had a seven hour sleep because we got yeah. to bed so early after dinner um we went to this place that has sushi bar on the f- front which for me, it just sounds a bit weird to have sushi in the middle of the desert, but anyways, we <laughs> ate there, we had a pizza. We didn't Not have sushi, sushi. We just <laughs> 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 Yeah, and then got up again, 4 a.m. this morning, and we had it we we set two targets. Uh, there's a, a town called Tess. Tess Tess, yeah. Tess. yeah. We had a coca uh fanta actually, and then our next target was yeah, where we were gonna meet Louis. Yeah. And um, and yeah. We've got some more plans after that.
0: Yeah, no, literally this afternoon. So thanks, dude. We have tech, we had a, both had a 45-minute nap. Um, and our next debate after we've had a chat to you is, do we take you up on the offer and spend the night here and wake up at some ridiculous time of the day to push on? Because we've, we've basically, got, as we talked talking about before, we've got to get to Vintook by Friday. So now our strategy is, do we go and do 40, 50Ks tonight, just camp somewhere, and then push on to Colrens? Kol, Kalkrand, uh which then leads us two shorter days into Vintok, or do we take up the offer of a bit of, oh, sorry, or do we stay here tonight? I've lost my train of thought. Anyway, we're going to debate all of that, but okay. <laughs> anyway, Louis, thanks so much for um, listening to our, our recap of our of our weeks, of our 10 days since our
2: last uh, last episode. Um, and all, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Um, nice to see you guys here. I, I'm glad you guys have made made it this far. <laughs> yeah, that's also well, we And <laughs> we're delighted to meet you. Um
0: how often do you see cyclists coming up and down this road? I know we're not the first
2: by um, any means, but it's just out of interest. Uh, yeah, I've I've seen a few actually. Yeah. And uh, More, generally going which direction? Generally going north. Okay. And and most but uh, mostly it's just a single it's a it's a one one guy or you know with, with but he's packed you know I've, I've the other day i've seen one and i i would reckon it was maybe maybe a tourist or someone that's just driving through yeah and uh this weekend i saw two cyclists on the on the road just before uh marinto okay yeah. there's a road going um, in the western direction okay and and we went there for the weekend uh, to a little farm there that's called Sim,
0: Simtri. what's the town if you turn right at
2: um, uh the, yeah, multi here. Yeah. If Ultra. you yeah, just before just before Murantal, you go left to multi here. Oh left, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh so the um so we 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 saw two cycle cyclists. Do you know where they, they were from? Well. Did you stop no uh, yeah. we didn't really, yeah. Uh, no, they they were just banging <laughs> yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No, so yeah. I think
0: my I mean this has obviously been a great adventure mm-hmm. and obviously we've you know, just the way the whole, the whole schedule for the next two years works means we're doing it in January. But I'd certainly recommend coming back. And when would be the best time of year if you were
2: you're um, recommending people to come, out? Like
0: July, August? Or? Yeah,
2: if, if do you mean like in the south or well, just, just yeah, just just, just just general, this route,
0: if we're going to cycle from Cape Town to Vintok, um, oh, in terms of temperature and things like I, that. I would
2: say, yeah, during the winter time, June, yeah. July, what are the yeah, evenings then, like? Yeah, in this, well, it, freezing it, it, it gets it gets quite cold actually. Okay. So if you, it gets below zero sometimes Desert, yeah. in the in the midwinter, you know. So yeah. maybe if you really want to, maybe just before that time, maybe in May or so, April, May. Okay, but because you know, i yeah. certainly, I
0: mean, Adam and I will already tell all our friends yeah. back home. You know, okay. Yeah. Perhaps you can't take twenty months to come and soccer around the world with us, but if you're looking for mm. an adventure, to see a part of the country you probably haven't seen. And if you haven't been to Namibia, what a great way to spend a couple of weeks! Mm. Take two weeks leave, yeah, so and cycle, yeah. and um, it's a really, really cool. Yeah. So it's a really cool trip. Now we must thank you as well yeah. for um, being part of this road infrastructure in this country because <laughs> it, it really, I mean, it really has been fantastic. So can yeah. you just oh, just a bit of background about what you guys are doing mm. here and uh, what? Yeah, I know you've been here almost a year.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we started in in February. The official commencement was in February. And uh, for the first three months, we stayed in okay. Um We just rented the, uh, a guest house for everyone and uh, while they were setting up this camp. And um, I think we moved in 1st of July.
0: Last year, 2021? La- uh, last
2: year, 2021. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. Then th- we moved in. And um, uh, in the meantime, they were still building extra buildings and setting up more. And... Uh, and the f- and then okay, basically it's it's a it's a construction, it's a rehabilitation pro- project. So okay. so the existing roadway is just being um, basically upgraded to, to be wider and uh, uh, to a, a, big, a higher standard. Basically, this is the
0: national highway of of yeah. that runs the entire length of the country.
2: Correct. Yeah, it's the, it's basically the, this is the only tower road you can you, you drive from South Africa to to Windhoek basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's it's the main it's the main route the other ways are all gravel roads to to get there
0: and you were you were saying before we before we sat down for mm. the podcast that the road was built in the 60s is that yeah
2: right? it's it's been built in the 60s uh and and back in the day you know that the vehicles were different and uh <laughs> yeah. oh, <fair> point. <laughs> so yeah. if, even if you look at at the bridges they's, they're very narrow and um they've they've you know it's increase of of, of traffic and uh there's been a lot of accidents um Or, you know, two trucks passing by and... and Uh, Crossing a narrow uh, bridge. Crossing a narrow bridge and then they they windshield or they... um Side mirrors the side mirrors, mirrors bang against each other. Oh, yeah. and, and those I noticed a lot of those
0: mar- uh, the, 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 the yeah. bridges had 1968 and 65 as That's, days Yeah, yeah. yeah so so it's so incredible. I mean, they they mm. It's not like they're falling apart. It's just no. that they need to be upgraded for the Correct. for the modern. Yeah. But if you've got to upgrade for the modern world, maybe it'll mm. be it'll be floating cars in the future <laughs> or flying cars or something. We such. never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. it's a, it's a, the stretch is about mm. 93 kilometers that you that you that you rehabilitating yeah. of this project. Uh, yeah. And it's about a three-year project, is that right? That's correct,
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's from CES, where, where you guys mentioned earlier you had a Fanta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, um it's, it will start there and it will end about um, about a few kilometers uh, on on the other side of the turn off to Kibion. There's if you okay. go now north from here about forty Ks, okay. you get to do there's a turn off to a small place called Kibion. Okay. Uh, just about there we will stop for for this phase of the project. Uh, they are envisioning to actually upgrade the whole whole stretch of road from Gruno oh, right, uh, up sure. to up to Marintal. But I mean, it, it, this is now long term, so that's
0: that's uh, a decade. long th- That's sort of, going to yeah. be
2: basically a decade. Yeah. yeah, and and for now they just needed to start some way and yeah. <laughs> we'll see as yeah. we move along you know we, we might not even be here there might be another another company or another team doing the other sections or whatever so yeah and we'll it's funded
0: by the german government is
2: that correct yeah or? so this whole thing is funded by kfw which okay. is a they do a lot of funding in africa like a, for a development, development. yeah that's correct and, so
0: and what is the dynamic like here because obviously there's yourselves yeah. as the as the um the resident engineers, is yeah, kind of overseeing the projects on behalf yeah. of the client. That's correct. And then yeah. there's a there's a Chinese um, construction uh, company, c- contracting contracting company, actually yeah. building the road itself. Mm. Um, how does that like? What is the biggest challenge for you guys as being li- the liaison? I guess.
2: Yeah, oh, I mean, it's communication is a, is kind of a problem sometimes. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, yeah. But uh, I think we we managing. Um, the thing is just that uh, in general we, we you know the startup of these type of projects are they, there's always a little bit of hiccups and 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 you know small issues that you have to sort out yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. must find each other you know yeah but I mean uh, once once the the project' project gets rolling and and things are starting to happen yeah I think then then we are set you know so. This is actually my second time working with a Chinese company, okay. and I've, I've seen on, on the previous project that um, towards the end of the project, you, you, it's smooth sailing, you know, yeah. then you don't have to worry too much, you, you go on trips, <laughs> you yeah, know, you, everybody's you enjoy your, so yeah, that's the thing, thing. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's got, got their thing to do, and everything is sorted out, and then, you know, just finish the project, and, because you're, and, you're uh, from correct? how yeah. far is that from here? Eight hundred and fifty, about eight fifty k. So for <laughs> yeah, you, it's a good day's driveway. Days. Yeah, good But day for these for... Chinese
0: guys, I mean, it's a it's a two day flight here. Yeah, um, and this, yeah. I mean, I spent a bit of time in China, but mm. they, you know, unless you're in the Gobi Desert or in the mm. far west of the country, there aren't many, many places like this. So yeah. I do wonder, you know, for them to come and be dropped off in the middle of the, the Namibian desert to go and say, you know, yeah. work on this project for three years, I do Correct. sometimes wonder what yeah. a challenge it is for them.
2: Absolutely. Um, they the, and that the thing is now also with the with the COVID measures in in China, as I understand, there's a lot of everyone comes in and out must must sit quarantine for two weeks or some some amount of days. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, um, th- these guys they stay here. They they don't go home for a long for long periods. Yeah, um, it's mad, eh? Even this December, um, when we usually have a construction holidays, everyone left, but but they had to stay you know they they couldn't go home that's so so him. that's that's pretty tough for them and you, you can understand and, and a lot of these guys are married and have kids and have businesses even yeah. in in China but they have to be a uh, part of the company and they have to do their thing yeah it's a, yeah, it, it really is incredible i mean i do yeah. i
0: think about it a lot you know and, yeah. and 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 yourself how often do you get to to sort of go back and visit family and, or, do you go back as often as you can? I
2: I do. Um, Every month, end of the month, the last, last weekend of the month we have a, like an extended weekend Uh, uh, because we're working Saturdays during the month. So, so they give us a, couple of days off oh, right, Yeah. and then that's usually I, I try to go home about every second month to my mom's still staying in in roodfontein okay. so I, every second month i try to get there and every other second month i just try to do a trip you know go to Lüderitz or go to swakopmund what sort of things do you do and, like what do you
0: what's what, what do you find enjoyable to go i, and do? I love fishing
2: yeah um we've so seen i go a lot of fishing there. yeah i like have seen a lot yeah. of guys yeah, fishing, yeah. yeah. Mm, uh and um well um I'm I'm not I'm not a, too much you know into into sports and things like physical doing physical stuff. Yeah, Obviously yeah. I, I love watching sports but yeah. but um you know just a camping weekend or something like that. Yeah. That's that's relaxing for me. You know, with a few friends and uh, going to the maybe to the dam and do some fishing there or chill out there.
0: I must say everybody meets <laughs> and I've done I've seen a little bit of Namibia Lim- 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 yeah. before. Um but we were at the guest house last night. There was like, you know, sort of typical Tourist guide to Namibia and yeah. just flicking through that, I was just going and people we meeting saying, "Oh, mm. well, you should go here. It's forty k's off the road or hundred yeah. k's." You go well. It's okay, so the only downside of a bicycle is mm. that to go and do a hundred k detour becomes a multi-day yeah. trip. But uh, yeah, I think oh, we have, we have yeah, we've, just from what we've seen, we've mm. become evangelists for Namibian tourism.
2: Yeah, like we think,
0: what a yeah, an amazing country. Yeah, you know? I mean, so yeah, to have it as your, on your own doorstep and the opportunity.
2: Yeah, it's one of the. Uh, advantages can i say about my my job you know uh we get to we get i move a lot we stay in Mm. in this type of camps or sometimes you stay in towns or stuff and and it's usually for a two-year or three-year period so in that time you get to explore that area you know you get to to find all those little hidden away places Mm. that's not even advertised you know that you only get to know them when you Talk to the locals and they said, Oh, no, but you must go there. There's a nice tree or you know, a nice yeah. Yeah, little it's a, yeah told place it's a lily- that's that's where we went this weekend. I we wish. went to the lilies. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's 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 and it's uh, it's, it's only once a year. Yeah, uh, and if it's if if that area gets enough rain, then it happens. So and it's only for a week that you can go and that's check. That's amazing. Them. Yeah, see all so, these little things. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I think my long li- list of places to visit after bicycle <laughs> trips it
0: just gets crazy gro- gro- yeah. <laughs> day by day by day.
2: I mean, obviously you guys have your your journey, but let's say in a few years time if you come come around maybe maybe i can take you around for a yeah. bit you know careful what you <laughs> offer because we're, <laughs> we're <laughs> no, taking you up on no, this no time. no i uh, you know when i when i was in grottfontein i just just, just by the way I, there's a there's this i know you know couch surfing yes yeah, yeah um so so i i i had a profile then i still have one i'll probably just have to activate it again yeah. but the, because we had the same scenario like here there's always this extra house that that's just for guests you know and then we used to do that uh, couch surfing and we we got a lot of uh every now maybe it's not so so active but yeah. let's say every few months and you get yeah. you know a couple coming staying there or a, f- a few people it's usually a group of two or three or yeah. so and then i take them around you know i get them into my bucket and i go show them some, but what some a lack places, experience for know? those people so yeah and yeah. for you
0: i guess to meet interesting people and that's a big thing meet, yeah know, you can judge whether we're interesting but
2: you get to meet. <laughs> <you> <laughs> i get, think so <laughs> you, get, no, you get to meet interesting people yeah. they get
0: experience from somebody who's yeah. like enthusiastic to show them their local neighborhood of inverted in commas
2: yeah absolutely that's
0: really cool um now we have to talk about rugby yeah uh, um obviously adam and i are keen rugby players and are keen fans of the game and we're touring the world spending two years of our life to go and watch two World Cups um we we spoke before we we started recording um Mm. you involved in in rugby up in Grootfontein can you give us a little bit of idea of you know everyone knows Namibia Mm. as this with all due respect the second African team in the World Mm. Cup Mm. Um, absolutely yeah and there's some being we'll talk I'd love to talk about some of your memories about Namibia. I mean I've got I actually get goosebumps thinking about how this (laughs) tiny little country (laughs) One of the most sparsely populated mm. countries mm. in the world, absolutely, with, along with Mongolia. Yeah. Every time yeah. ste- steps up at the World Cup and scrum against the
2: All Blacks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's incredible. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Um,
0: but yeah, just I guess starting mm. a bit more grassroots. What is yeah. Yeah, What is the sort of the landscape of rugby like in Namibia and maybe from your perspective mm. in Crozetane?
2: Well, the thing is, if you, I mean, obviously, if you can't really compare even South Africa with Namibia in terms of, uh, I mean, there's a lot more. Obviously, the game is professional. There, there's there's a lot of more structures and and, and a lot of sport and, and everything and the money. Obviously, they have and in Namibia, it's it's still, it's like you can almost say currently it's like it was in the olden days in South Africa. You okay. know, um, you know the, amateur club. Yeah, game. it's yeah. it's pretty much pretty amateur-ish. You know, uh, obviously the they are the, the bigger teams are, are around Windhoek and and the coast. And um, okay, so, uh, where, 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 yeah. So, the, so okay, so the main sort of scene
0: of rugby is around Venters. That's the thing. And when yeah. you said the coast, where are you um, being I
2: mean Swakopmund and Walvis Bay. Okay, yeah. okay, those two towns are pretty close to each other. Yeah. So, but each of them have their own clubs, and and they've got you know they're doing well. But but uh, what I want to get back to is the, the way we were involved was was now just club rugby, you know. Okay. And um, we the, the the Namibian Rugby Union has as a yearly uh, competition. And then uh, at the time, we, we they, they had the f- um, Premier Division, obviously, and then yeah. they had the First Division. So the Premier is is now the top dogs, you know, yeah. um, top clubs. That to that's That's yeah. quite tough, yeah. And and at that time, it was about 2017, 2018, then we, Grootfontein, oh, Grootfontein had a rugby club, you know, for, for many years, yeah. but... It's up and down, you know. Okay. It, it depends on because the, the the whole thing is run by individuals, you know, and and farmers, business people, and every every now and then. You know, it all just falls flat again, and then a new guy comes in and he takes over and he tries to build it up and so on.
0: I think so many clubs around the world it takes it inno- one person who's That's got the, the energy thing. and the yes, drive, and that absolutely. brings people along with him.
2: Yeah. And if you don't have that person, it really is tough. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. At the time, there there was a there was a guy, uh, uh, and he's still there now. Um, I'll name drop him anyway yeah, uh, sure. because Jaak um, because Jacobs. Okay. And he. Um, he used to play in Vunduk at at the Wanderers club which is one of the you know the the top clubs in mm, Yeah, I think yeah you yeah. should. Um and and he came there uh, obviously with a business that he started there but but he just came in with like you said all the energy and he just picked up uh, you know there were there were a few uh, things that had to be sorted out mm-hmm. but I mean this guy was running it. What was the name the, the rugby club? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah so the club is Fontaine rugby club. Yeah. And then you know we we, we we he got a few people involved and and we made uh, acquaintances and became friends and uh, so he kind of pulled me in to help with you know like the administration yeah, type yeah. of things. There's a lot of stuff that have to be done for you know the paperwork and what, whatever yeah. when you're doing when when you're doing matches and. You have to send through your scorecards to the rugby union, so everything's recorded. All those type of yeah, things. Yeah, make sure there's first
0: aid on the day and the, the post organizing. Yeah, sort of
2: yeah, get the field ready when yeah. when we are having a home game and and you know all those type yeah. of things. So that that was basically my my involvement. But the big thing is now you're part of the team in in that old yeah. situation. I didn't play. I've played a little bit of club rugby back in the day but yeah. at that time i wasn't more anymore i wasn't fit enough anyway <laughs> and i wasn't i wasn't planning to get yeah. but anyway so so but but it was just amazing to to be with a team yeah. you know you, you're part of the team you, you're there you you know
0: that's rugby's <laughs> a fantastic sport eh? yeah. you're
2: enjoying the guys you know that that's yeah. the big thing uh the and where did most of, where
0: was the playing base come from where did the most were the okay farmers yeah. Or, or people yeah working in town yeah.
2: or? that's that's mostly from the farmers in the area um you know, there's there's quite you know, it's it's a rural area. Yeah. There's there's what a lot positions of positions that you lack. Um, <laughs> did, did,
1: Props locks, yeah. scrum off.
2: Uh, what, what we lacked. Yeah, like
1: yeah. when you had to put a team together, there's between <laughs> those small towns some tough positions
2: to fold. Let me say the back line. Um no, um you know, it's there <laughs> were there was a, quite a few big guys. You yeah, know, yeah. there's always the, those forwards. You know, those those number eights and yeah. and flanks. Uh, there were big guys, and um, but but in the back line, you know, you, <laughs> it's you, you get the guys, but um the, the the skills aren't, yeah. aren't, aren't so it, full much. Full of there. enthusiasm. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah absolutely. Let's <laughs> just leave it there. <laughs> but we had a quite a. We had quite a. Like I wanted to say is yeah. that first year, okay, we finished third in the, in the division. Um, oh, All right. Uh, we okay. We played in the. Uh, we we got kicked out in the semifinals, and then we won the third place playoff. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. But then the next year, they actually won the the cup, but that was the first division still. But yeah. I mean, oh, they went through. But what yeah, a turnaround! Yeah, you know, yeah. In yeah. two years, how much impact? In, you can in make. two years, absolutely. And 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 the thing is, once this thing started, starts off, you know, yeah. a lot of more interest comes in. And now, but now you have to think about because then then we had to, we had okay, we obviously had a little bit of a, a committee, you know, and 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 we had to plan like ways to to get funds in go go and find sponsors you know and there were a couple of business people in 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 the area who sponsored um and helped out you know get jerseys and balls and bags and and all those type of things. Yeah. So and transport costs and that, yeah. and that's the thing. Yeah, a lot of those we had we had support, but but a lot of those those money came out of some guys, some players' pockets. Yeah. You know, some some guys who had businesses or had a good job. Um, they just helped out. You know, paid um, membership
0: fees, kind of thing. And and, and so. uh,
2: yeah, there's membership fees and 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 so on as well. But so so but the, somehow we kept it running. Yeah. You know, it it, it it went well. And uh, okay, the year after that. Okay they didn't, obviously the whole covid thing started so i think there was a year or two that they didn't have any competitions that's tough eh? and uh, that was a bit bad at the time but this year again they this year they played they had a, uh sorry um, 2021 last yeah. year they, they had a competition again uh how did the boys go and 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 then they they got promoted to the to the uh, premier division oh, fantastic yeah, yeah. That's, wow. yeah. And that and that's the thing because from that stage they there was so much interest and they combined actually with the uh, Chumip. Which is a town about sixty kilometers from Grootfontein. Uh, yeah. So they combined with those guys. So so they had a lot of players coming in, uh, and and that allowed them to to go to the next division because then you have, you must have two teams, yeah. and you must have a women's team. So okay. so they also started up a women's team. Wow, that's, and, that's exactly and, yeah. what. That's what actually yeah. my
0: next que- I said yeah. how do the boys go because. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's I did know. I did know that there was a big push in Namibia to get women's, Absolutely. women's rugby Absolutely. Um, on the map. And I yeah. mean, we're, as I say, we're off to the Women's World Cup in New Zealand. And yeah. and again, you know, South Africa always competes in the Men's World Cup. But, yeah. you know, we don't have this tradition of, of women's rugby. And then you get countries like France and England and Canada mm. and Australia where it's been mm. just part of the game for so long. Yeah. So, and how's it going in Namibia? Yeah,
2: yeah. it's picking up. Uh, um, They've, they've, it's always been talked about, and there's always been uh, um, attempts to to get it up and running. Mm-hmm. But now they, they they're going well. Um, they're having some uh, competitions. I'm not really up to date exactly, but mm-hmm. I I'm still on the on the WhatsApp group, so <laughs> yeah. I see a lot of things coming through. Yeah. So I, I see that they I think there is a competition very soon. I, I'll just get some details for you, maybe and and see no, that would
0: be um, awesome because yeah i mean yeah. It, it's it's so good to i mean south africa is doing a lot of work on it as well yes, uh, on, yes. In, on the women's game and um, yeah. but it takes a lot of effort but it, it's as you said like a great example is your club when mm. you get the right amount and the right people behind it yeah. it actually can change can happen quite quickly
2: that's true yeah, yeah. and and the thing is the, the, the drive was there from from the players more you know the, yeah. the to, to you know the younger guys have a lot of energy um at the previously, the, I mean, I wouldn't uh, uh, want to, to put anyone down, but yeah. some of the older guys that were still there, you know, they're just too relaxed. They, they don't push enough. Uh, it's kind of, ah, it's okay, it's okay, you know. But... When the younger guys started yeah. started to drive this thing, then it, it went very well for them.
0: Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing, you know, you're, you're not, not, you know, a lot yeah. of the old people in inverted commas, and if it wasn't for them, there wouldn't be a club. Yeah, that, obviously, to, to yeah, on, that they know? build it
2: up in yeah. the first place. So. Yeah, there's, you know, yeah. There's definitely
0: you need some fresh, yeah. <laughs> fresh energy yeah. and fresh perspective, absolutely things like that. Yeah. Um, can mm. you just, and then, I mean, when it comes to the international game, I yeah. mean, I know we're yeah. quite close to probably... <laughs> Namibia's most famous player, Jacques Berger, he farms Correct. just down the road here. Yeah. Yeah. And we were hoping to meet him on go and stay with him, but again, it's mm. not the B1 is just too tempting. Eh? We go just yeah. the district road yeah, to visit him. It's a bit thing. dry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the, the in terms of the playing base in the internet. Mm. Obviously, you guys got like Jacques who played overseas for a long time and yeah. some of your other top players. But
2: Correct, what yeah. sort of
0: if you look at the World Cup in mm. two years' time or perhaps looking back to, to Japan, yeah. what sort of percentage of players or playing locally versus overseas?
2: It's at this stage in Namibia, for what I can say is that most of the players that eventually uh, get into the final group and so on, a uh, final um, team, yeah. is mostly playing overseas or in South Africa. Yeah, okay. there's, there's a small percentage that's local that, that grows through the, the clubs. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, what is... Uh, one one guy that that we were playing for Free State. Um, ah, I get I'll get game. to his name. Yeah, yeah. Be, okay. Jacques Berger was there at the yeah. time. Um, but but most of the guys, you know, the they they, the they, couples they. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: so so the professional game, yeah, just two months mm.
2: in there. It's like. A, a, mm. Can a rugby player make money? Not really. It's usually. Yeah, I. I, I pff, most of the guys are still working, you know. Yeah. That that's the thing. That there, there, there's not, you don't get those guys. Uh, not like in South Africa. Almost as soon as they're good enough, here, yeah, they're gonna go end up playing the, for that, a Curry cup team or gonna play in yeah. Italy or something. That's what happens. Yeah. So so the local guys that say they all part of a club, yeah, and and somehow they get picked, you know. But but they they have day jobs, you know. They have all of them. That's that's basically how it is. There's no there's nothing. Don't think it's. Um, can't sustain yeah, obviously just- yeah so so I think there they, they might be a they, there's the funding and, and uh, I mean okay uh, there, there's been some talks that they, you know there's not something lacquer like with uh, with the um, or something, there's not something right with with the administration of the Namibian Rugby Union and stuff like that. No, but no. I mean, I can't say I'm not involved with yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. I, it's just from my outside perspective, yeah. you know. So let's just not dwell too much on that. Yeah. But but obviously. But it is incredible um, that, I
0: mean, I know Namibia in their qualifying had a bit of a hiccup yeah. against the Ivory Coast.
2: Yeah, that's the thing, you yeah. know, those things happen. Yeah. But I think they're
0: <laughs> back on track. And yeah. uh, I mean, we're pretty confident. You know, mm. again, I mean, I'm I'm a South African, and I just you know, I'm just ch- chuffed that there'll be another African team. Yeah. But you must be fairly confident Namibia will get back on track. I, I think so, I, yeah.
2: And and obviously, you know, in, in general, if you look at at Namibians, you know, we, we support South Africa mostly. Yeah. Uh, that uh, because South Africa is has is, is just been there and it's always been there. But but if you look at the World Cup, I mean, obviously South Africa is playing uh, other. Uh, you know, big teams yeah, in the yeah. world, you know, and then maybe it doesn't get a chance to play yeah. New Zealand during the, except, except for the if Cup, they're yeah. probably in the pool f- in the World Cup. So, uh, you you yeah. see, but but uh, so so that's the thing. But but it it's just uh, it stays in your in your heart, you know. Namibia is there, especially in the World Cup, you know. It, it's just it's something amazing, yeah, yeah amazing. And, and especially like like the previous World Cups, uh, the both World Cups actually where they performed pretty well. Yeah. Well, I mean. I mean that 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 day they played against New Zealand, but I think that was twenty fifteen. Yes, yes, That they they scored a try, you yeah. know, against New Zealand. Yeah. I mean, you can just imagine. I mean, I get just, <laughs> just. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And what? So, what I
0: mean, is that. Can you think of some other memories from the World Cup that just moments or tries or games that stand out as a fan?
2: Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> my, my fondest memories of any World Cup was two thousand seven, obviously. Yeah. Um, you're talking about in general, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, no. Two thousand and seven was was just my. I was still I was still at varsity that time, okay. and uh, we we were just a bunch of guys, and we were just trying to follow every single game, you know, because you had a lot, you had time to watch during the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, obviously, in France, it's a good time zone, and it's exactly you know, you everything fits well, and. I was, you know, I had my heroes that time. Yeah. You know, there was Joan Smith, uh, Joan Smith, yeah. uh, number seven. Um, uh, Furida Priya, you know, the, those guys are my legends. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's those guys, you're still young and you just, and, and François Stein oh. was a young guy, yeah. just got in there, you know. Yeah. And he's still playing t- today. I mean, he's the same age as me, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, those were my fondest times uh, memories you You know you were at you at Bloemfontein University then yeah well sorry I was at the Technicorn University of Technology but um yeah we were in Bloemfontein I mean we were there me and a friend of mine we used to go to the to the varsity to um uh to there's a biokinetic centrum so you know you can go and do some gymming there and and fitness and stuff and they were there. You know, the Springboks were there that right. one day. They just came in there. You know, we we were walking out mm-hmm. and the, here comes the guys walking in. You look at these massive giants, you know, and mm-hmm. then in the back comes Percy Montgomery, you know. <laughs> 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 You're like, wow, this guy's not even so big, but, you mean... He <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: had a good boot on him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that was... Uh, it was great. You know, Victor Matfield, Bucky's Bota was there. Yeah. You know, those guys are towering in there. They have to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. duck down in, to get into the doorway uh, so i mean that that was my fondest memories of of any rugby yeah. i can remember actually because yeah, um, that
0: world cup was a i mean mm. it it yeah it was it, i mean yeah, i also remember it very fondly in being a mm. generation where you kind of like um where you know some of the guys or you know you, you've sort yeah. of at that same sort of age and it was yeah. Um, I mean I was final I was lucky enough I was actually mm. I was living in Hong Kong at the time and actually went across for the final. Oh wow. Um through some connections yeah. on connections got some tickets there and uh, yes. I mean that's also got to be one of my favorite favorite evenings of yeah. my life and uh, um and just sorry just that's suddenly mm. I suddenly remembered something else actually Yanni de Beer. Mm. Yeah yeah. Yeah you know, who I was at the 90 I was living living in the UK in 1999 yeah. when um it was the Wales World Cup technically but yes. they had the one of the quarterfinals was in Paris. Oh yeah. And that was Yanni de Beer Drop kick five drop. I remember against England. Yeah. I was sitting behind the poles that he kicked them all towards, and now Yanny Dabir is in Namibia.
2: That's the thing, teaching. yeah. Is it's, that working at Vintock
0: Boys High or Vintock School?
2: No, and no, he's involved. I, I, I must it's under correction, but he is involved with one of the schools, I think. Yeah, so one of the schools. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, correct, yeah, 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 yeah. No, just, absolutely. Like putting
0: the connection between Paris yes. and Namibia uh, and just, famous World Cup. Yes, yeah.
2: absolutely, yeah, no, yeah. he's here and, and, and uh, you know, Peter de made a turn here, um, yeah. you X know, coach. the ex yeah. yeah, and, and he, he went around a bit and helped out a bit and so on, you know, so these guys are, especially these last years, you, you, always obviously you find it in the news and 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 every this guy's been here this guy's been here you know um so so they're getting a lot of support you yeah. know from from south africa it looks like yeah. a lot of guys coming through to to help out you know
0: well i'm really yeah i mean i yeah there's definitely is a, a sort of respect i think and a, yeah. and uh just yeah just a, almost like a brotherhood or you know these are our neighbors yeah. and yeah and it's good to hear from a i didn't prompt that question you know it's good to hear that 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 there's a support coming Um, because it's yeah we can't just you know keep all the resources ourselves and it's and i know new zealand do something they're quite Mm. active in trying to help some of the pacific island nations and Mm. i guess it's a similar kind of relationship yeah Um,
2: yeah absolutely all right, so we're keeping you a long time. Um, obviously, looking. Know, I remember his name, Torsten van Jarsfeld. <laughs> oh, <there we> <laughs> okay, Torsten, sorry. If you're listening to this podcast, there we go, Thorsten van Jarsfeld. So. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, 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 I used to play. Uh, he's, he's still there. I'm not sure, okay. but he used to play yeah, yeah. there, as, and and he was he was in the in the squad in 2019 as well. To, yeah, and yeah. I and I must say, obviously,
0: the, the, the cheetahs having produced France Stein and Auster Ntshona, South yeah. Africa's only two. Only World Cup who have won two, one, two yeah, different World Cups. absolutely. Ninety five in two thousand and seven yeah, yeah. for Austin, in two thousand and, and 2007, seven, two thousand and nineteen for Francois. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, that it's, to be top of your game for twelve years. Uh, it's mad. I mean, yes. I, I'm a massive, massive fan of both of them, <laughs> particularly being an ex-prop of ours.
2: It's, it's it's crazy if you if you look at the the real rugby fan. We're quite nerdy about the, the you know, yeah. you know, you know all these statistics <laughs> and you know all these players. Uh, okay, I'm a bit like I'm a bit rusty these days, but you know, a few years back I was just on top of it. You know, I just knew everything. This is this guy's how many a test. You know, I yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. always used to look at those things and. Uh, Sounds crazy. (laughs) No, no, it's not. I mean,
0: rugby's been, you know, I mean, I I was never going to play in a World Cup, but it's a game that's been part of my life, and sounds like it's been a part of your life for a long time. And, uh, you know, the great thing is we're all fans of the game. Correct. And ex-players are fans of the game. And, you know, we're lucky enough we're going to be going to the World Cup and, you know, and sitting around, whether you're having a beer with your friends in Bloemfontein as a student, Mm. Whether you're on a on a work site in mm. Namibia watching games, yeah. or if you're in the stadium, yeah, um, it's a that sport. It's just a very very special sport and a great excuse Absolutely. to get together and uh, celebrate the game.
2: Absolutely, it's just fun. It's just great. All
0: right, Lou. Well, we're going to be watching. Uh, we're going to make sure we go to one or two Namibia games. We'll we'll mm. fly the Namibian flag. Uh, look out for us in the st- in, the, in the stadium. We've got yeah. each other's <laughs> details. <laughs> I'll give you our seat numbers.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, let's keep in touch, and that will be cool. awesome hope hope the camera can catch you there
0: (laughs) (laughs) well thanks so much for your time thanks um and thanks to everybody listening to this this podcast um adam and i have we could have gotten more and more chatted more and more about the experience we've had in a week lou Mm -hmm. you could have gone on and on and, and chatted more and more and more um we'll we'll uh yeah please share this with your friends if you're enjoying it subscribe to the podcast if you like it give it a rating if you don't like it um send us a message privately we are this is, we're both amateurs. This is our third podcast ever. Um, but we're going to keep a, keep going at this for the next 600 days. And we want to improve. You know, We want to take a, a little side project. We want to become as good as we can at sharing these stories on the road. Um, so if you've got any suggestions on people we should be speaking to, you've got any suggestions on how Adam and I can share our stories better, we're completely open to it. Um, and until next week, from the Race Story World Cup pod, from Rodden, Adam, Okay, <laughs> see you next week. Thank Ciao. you. Cheers.